If you can't personally move the needle, if you can't personally help this company, then that's all it is, is gambling. You're just giving them your money and hoping that they do it. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Welcome back to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money. Today, we're talking investing and not just regular old investing, but investing in startups because this is a question that I actually get quite a bit from you. Now, a lot of you have watched and seen Lori and I invest in a lot of startups. And honestly, it's been a really great way to boost our net worth. Uh, Not all of them pan out, but when they do, it's a great way to really grow that net worth that you should be concentrating on growing. And I think a lot of people are just raising money for startups right now. It's become a trendier thing, whether it's through crowdfunding or whether it's uh, through a true capital raise. Everybody out there seems to be raising money for their startups. So I thought that I would give you guys my four criteria for investing in startups. This is how Lori and I literally choose if we're going to be a part of a company or not. Now, before I do, you got to understand that investing in startups is really risky. This is not what you guys should be doing if you're still in your earlier stages of trying to get your finances under control and create uh, you know, a, a good, stable financial situation. I think a lot of people, they swing for that home run. They're like, ooh, if I invest in this company, when it sells, I'm, I'm going to be rich. And they haven't even paid off their debt yet. They haven't even paid off their student loans yet. They haven't even created their emergency fund yet. They, have, they don't have their six to 12 months worth of runway set aside So you must be doing all of those things first, and you must be funding some very secure and stable retirement funds, you know, low-fee index funds like I love, or your 401k, or something along those lines long before you start thinking about investing. As a matter of fact, there's a term accredited investor. And an accredited investor is a term that refers to anybody that has a million dollars liquid net worth, not counting the value of their primary residence. Or as a couple, they've made $300,000 the last two years. That's an accredited investor. And if you're an accredited investor, I think that's a good time for you to consider investing in other companies after you've done the other things I've talked about. So these four criteria, this is assuming that you're already to that point. Now, assuming you're to that point, if you choose wisely, this can be that home run. This can be that thing that absolutely puts your net worth on the map. But again, you got to remember, it's way more risky than you think. No matter how good their deck is, no matter how exciting they are, no matter how great the idea is, these things fail far more often than they win. But when you get a winning one, look out, because that's an awesome freaking way to build net worth. Okay, so here's my four criteria I look for when I'm investing. Number one, it's the founder. I look at the founder. Who's the person starting and running the company? Who's the person with the idea? First and foremost, are they a winner? Have they won before? Have they built a company and sold it before? Have they run a team before? Have they brought a product to market successfully before? And not once, but have they done it a couple of times? I don't care how good the idea is. And this is where a lot of people get uh, stuck. They'll hear a a shiny idea like, oh my God, this is the best invention ever. That's the best company idea ever. And that's what they get attached to. Uh-uh. 
every single day, great ideas by poor founders, meaning people who are not good at being a founder, fail. But the inverse is true. Every single day, mediocre ideas by great founders succeed. So that's why the founder, first and foremost, do they have a track record of winning? Are they likely able to win again and take this thing to the finish line? That's my criteria number one. If that's not there, I don't care how good the idea is, it's off the table. Criteria number two is the idea or the new business disruptive, meaning it's going to create some awesome change that people are going to talk about, but at the same time, not creating a brand new category. Now, this might sound funny. I know you guys have heard of Blue Oceans, which is a brand new category, and there's less competition and all that. But the number one reason that businesses will fail in the beginning is because they're not just trying to bring a new product to market. They are trying to create the market at the same time. Literally retrain the way people might buy or shop or what they're looking for or literally change the semantics coming out of people's mouths. Creating a a category, an industry, is so impossible, so capital intensive. It takes so much time that I'm not saying they can't do it, but it's not where you should be putting your money as an investor. Instead. Is that idea really disruptive? Is it really awesome? Is it brilliant? Is it a great product in an existing category that already has momentum? For example, Lori, my wife, uh, she is launching a new uh, alcoholic seltzer and it's disruptive because it has a different alcohol base than all the other ones, a different taste than all the other ones, some other different proprietary uh, information than the other ones. But it's in a category that has tons of momentum, the seltzer category is doubling year after year after year after year. That's the sweet spot that you're looking for. Now, number three is what is their path to an exit? An exit means they can sell the company. Are they well capitalized? Will it be easy for them to get more money to create more runway if they need to? Do they have a lot of wealthy investors on board that can open up their pocketbooks again? Do they have a network that is guaranteed to invest in them if they need more money in a second, third, fourth, fifth round to bring this thing to the finish line? Or are they just scraping up just enough money to get this thing to market? And everyone's excited because it's a good idea, but they're not going to have the runway to see this thing through to the end, no matter how talented they are. Start to see how these build on each other, by the way. If you don't have the right founder, it's dead right there. But if you have the right founder and it's not the right product, it's dead right there. But if you have the right founder and the right product, but they don't have a good path to an exit, and if it's not well capitalized, then it's dead right there. But if you have those three, then you got to look for number four. And this one is so important. Number four is this. Can I personally move the needle for this new company? Like, is there something I can do? My expertise, my experience, my skill set, my audience, my network. Can I personally move the needle and be a part of this company's success? This is crucial because the first three will get you excited. But this is the one that actually helps you be in control. This is the one that actually will help you take this from gambling to actually making a smart investment. And yes, that's right. If you can't personally move the needle, if you can't personally help this company, then that's all it is, is gambling. You're just giving them your money and hoping that they do it. So those are the four criteria that I look for when I'm investing. It's the four criteria I hope that you're looking for when you're investing. Number one, bet on the founder first and foremost. Number two, is the idea disruptive, but not creating a brand new category? Number three, do they have a well-capitalized, well-planned out path to an exit? Because that's where you get your money back, by the way. You never get to take your money out of a company until they sell it or until they go public. And number four, 
can I personally move the needle myself? Otherwise, it's just gambling. And when you find a company that you're excited about, a product that you're excited about, that meets these four criteria, and you're already in position to be an investor, where when you give them that 50 grand, that 100 grand, that 500 grand, that million dollars, you're kissing it goodbye and, and saying, hey, maybe I'll see a return down the road, but I've already considered this gone. That's the right mentality. That's when you know that this is time for you to invest in a startup. And when you do, when you hit, when it wins, whoo, look out. Because that's when good people make good money and they can then do great things. Hey, go check out a lot of my trainings on how to boost your net worth and how to take care of your finances. They're all located at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. Again, that's fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. There's a four video training series there, a mini course for you to take that'll, that alone will boost your financial situation. So go check it out, fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.